the disease With some help from Captain Trips To bring the world down to his knees He's singing, he's calling His legacy's falling He's coming, corrupting Among the Greetings, holiday shoppers. There are now 282 shopping days left until Christmas, and I think you know what that means. That means... Go the fuck home. The store is closed. (laughs) Yes. If you're shopping for Christmas or anything, for that matter, right now, you are doing yourself and your country a great disservice. Uh, Hi, everybody. Welcome to Christmas Creeps, your one-stop shop. For holiday movies and TV shows all year round. Hi, I'm Joseph Wade. We're not talking about a Christmas anything tonight because um, these are special circumstances for special times. And we... Oh, someone said the word Christmas in the movie, though, so we're good. Oh, yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. It counts. Remember, rule number three of Christmas creeps. It, it, it counts if we say it does. Uh, which is why we also almost uh, discussed uh, 28 Days Later because there are Christmas lights in 28 Days Later. So stay tuned for that. But uh, no, so yeah, I, I guess we should talk about uh, the elephant in the room before we even get started. The, the, we are in day two of what people in this country are calling social distancing mania. I don't really know. It is the worst thing. Uh, John, Johnny Five, the human robot, is here with me as well. I'm sorry. I, I This whole situation has just completely screwed up my entire process. Uh, but yeah, J-Man, what's... What's new with you and what's new with social distancing? Tell me about it. Um, so before I would just go to work and then go home because I don't fucking want to deal with people. And occasionally I go to the store. And now um, I presumably I'm still going to go to work and then I go home because I don't want to fucking deal with people. And then I go to the store and the store doesn't have any toilet paper. But you're also supposed to stay like at least six feet away from the nearest living human unless you live with them. And... Some people are taking that seriously and canceling all of the major uh, gatherings and events because of this coronavirus good. thing. And then that's good. That's 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 like the absolute first step. That's great. And then other people are saying, "Fuck that shit! I'm going to go out, go out and drink anyway because apparently this is all a hoax." Yes, it's, it's just a it's just just all a conspiracy to make our big wet, big wet boy look bad. I'm the governor of Oklahoma, and I'm going to go let everyone spit in my mouth at this bar. Oh, boy, that sounds like a fun weekend to me. But no, if you're anything like uh, John and myself, uh, you've, you've already been in the house all weekend anyway, because that's just the kind of person you are. So this. Yeah, I mean, if I go outside, I'm not playing Tomb Raider on PlayStation 4. So. Right. And if like, I if I go outside, I'm not, you know, sleeping for 24 hours. I'm I, I don't know, man. Like we. <sighs> This whole this whole virus thing has really turned my head around, and I don't know what to do with myself, even though I'm not doing anything out of the ordinary anyway. Like, I'm sitting inside on a Sunday afternoon talking with, with Jonathan Five over here about movies and shit. So, like, my routine has not changed. It's just now I have the added benefit of constantly worrying myself at all hours of the day whether or not i'm going to come down with some contagious virus that may or may not kill me yeah and i'm not trying to downplay anything here but just for real talk it's probably not going to be that bad on anybody unless you already had underlying problems so it it seems to be so far like anyone who gets it who was already previously healthy it's just a flu, but wor- a little worse. Just stay the fucking side. Do what you would do with the flu. Stay the fucking side. You know, shit your brains out with the three-year supply of toilet paper you got. Real talk on the fucking toilet paper. Um, a job I worked a couple years ago, the truck came in, and he said he it was just a trucker who was just doing all kinds of different commodities moving, like not, not for a dedicated company. You know? And yeah. he said he was just at the grocery store, and they refused a couple cases of toilet uh, pallet toilet paper because it got damaged. So they refused the entire pallet, and he's just like, I'm not going to fucking take this back to Florida or to California for a refund, you know? Right. And so he's like, you want some toilet paper? Here's some toilet paper. I took a case of, like, the orphanage-grade one-ply toilet paper, which 
that case lasted the two of us over a year. Whoa. What the hell are you doing with seven carts full of toilet paper? I think you're, are you going to be like that jackass from, where was it, West Virginia, who bought up all the Purell he could and then tried to sell it back at a premium? You're going to be that I jackass. I love that, 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 that Amazon cut down on him and he posted for a sad picture in the New York Times, like, family man, family business. It's just like, if this was a more just society, your head would not be on your shoulders right now, you piece of shit. Right. Like, what did he think was going to happen? Like the people, like okay, what's crazy to me out here with all of the panic buying and stuff, the things that I've noticed people panic buying the most have been hamburger meat and toilet paper and rice and diet coke. So for all I know, everyone is having a weekend of like, like amazing hamburger meat dinners, and then today they're just shitting themselves like crazy. Let's see. Let me think. I went to uh, the local Walton Market last night, well, yesterday evening. Um, they were completely out of toilet paper. The aisle was completely gone. The only paper towels they had left were Bounty brand for whatever reason. Every other brand was completely wiped out. Uh, I wanted some macaroni and cheese because macaroni and cheese is good. And um, they had an end cap full of like the Velveeta Deluxe stuff that comes in three packs. And that's literally they had absolutely nothing else on the other shelf. Ooh, damn. Like the regular space was completely empty, but the end cap was absolutely full. Mm. And... For bar soap, the only two bar soaps they had were an end cap of Irish Spring and then a bunch of Dove, like the kind that's called beauty bar rather than soap. Right. Body wash was fully stocked, though. People were people were just hoarding bar soap, I guess. Yeah, bo- and, body wash is perfectly good, y'all. You know, water was completely cleared out, which that's that's the thing that really – the water is the thing that really baffles me. It's like you're being told to stay inside so you don't get the flu. Like you can still get water, like you know, like like from the toilet. <laughs> you can still drink your water out of the toilet. You and your dog will have a great time. But yeah, like it's this this thing is not in the water supply, so it's it's not you know we're not we're not living in Batman Begins right now. You can drink your we're own not living water. in Evans City, Pennsylvania. <laughs> we're not living in Evans City, Pennsylvania. Hey, thank you for finally bringing this back around to the movie we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> Yeah, I guess our last summary on that is like, yes, you should stay inside and not do any stupid shit. Don't go to, don't go anywhere you don't absolutely need to be going. Like you can, you can fucking deal with it. You have, you have Netflix or you at least you, fuck it. Voodoo's free. Watch, watch Voodoo. Run, watch a couple ads. You can watch Voodoo. What the fuck ever, you know. And speaking of Voodoo, go on Voodoo and watch 1973's The Crazies, directed by George Romero, because it is free. Yes. Yeah, you watch it on Vudu, Tubi. It's on Amazon Prime as well. That's where I watched it. Yeah, that's, um, me too. Uh, my version was labeled as it was labeled as Codename Trixie. Actually, <laughs> was yours as well? Yeah, mine too. I, I noticed when I, I went to search for it, there were three different versions, and they all looked yes. the same. So I just picked one. Yeah, what happened was that um, instead of this movie having a wide release, they did a bunch of regional limited releases under different names. Oh, okay, that makes sense. This was like in that era before, you know, uh, before Jaws made, uh, you know, wide releases a big, a big deal. Yeah. Kind of the road shows, uh, four walling kind of situation, which really they don't do anymore. But uh, and also I feel like the, a lot of the early George Romero stuff it, it is always kind of stuck in that weird legal limbo anyway, where, you know, like Night of the Dead was famously in the public domain for decades, if not still in the public domain. Pretty much because it's just like, oh, you didn't, you didn't say dibs, so <laughs> you didn't dot the right T or cross the wrong I, so whoops a doodle. Um, but then I just kind of assumed the same things happened. He had to have learned his lesson by then. But then with like yeah. the crazies, like I'm sure people in 19, 1973 knew this as codename Trixie, and then years later it became the crazies. I wasn't there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was. I, I think it was released under both names uh, in different time, in, like in different times in different areas, close together. Yeah, because they yeah. use they use both the they use both the words. Trixie comes up in the in the movie, and also calling the infected crazies comes up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So first things first. What is this? What is the virus? What were other? What is? What are the crazies? So we have this town, Evans City, Pennsylvania, and the military shows up and is like, "Uh, oh, we got problems, everybody." And they start rounding everybody up in the quarantines, and then a bunch of dumbasses don't because dumbass going to dumbass. Um right. what they reveal eventually is what's going on is that the military was developing a virus um under the codename Trixie, or at least that was the codename of the team developing it. 
um, trying to develop a bacteriological weapon, as the movie keeps putting it. That, um, that's a, a, a really great turn of phrase, too. Bacteriological weapon, which yeah. has to have been made up. Which also, it's they're even telling, even the people working on it are just telling the rest of the military, ah, oh, it's just a vaccine, you know? So right, yeah. A, a plane carrying it crashes over Evan City, Pennsylvania. Some of it gets loose into the local water supply. And mm-hmm. the effect it seems to have is basically um, kind of just turns everyone crazy. From the, it doesn't really diminish anyone's like physical capacity, capacities, really. It's just people just kind of like lose a sense of reality, pretty much. Yeah, like it, it makes people kind of loopy and more liable to attack other people, basically. Yeah. It turns you into Joe Biden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I mean, and it's the kind of thing where like they, they'll take that and they'll they'll morph it in the the ugh. they'll take that and they'll in the remake they'll turn it into oh the 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 virus turns you into a, a violent psychopath. God, that's right. This movie did have a two thousands remake, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, pretty much every horror film made before nineteen ninety did. Oh. And if, I, I mean, from what I remember, Dead remake. That's one of the better ones, but I, yeah, uh, it's like, yeah, like from the other ones I've seen, it's like I was like, no, this one wasn't that bad, but it's still, it's like, why, why, why did this exist for me to watch it? Yeah, I mean, the worst thing to come out of the Dawn of the Dead remake was that it 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 inspired someone to also remake Day of the Dead, and that movie's a fucking stinker and a half. That's a real piece of shit. Uh, but yeah, like the the crazies in the crazies aren't really that crazy. It's just people who talk and act kind of silly. And also, if you approach them the wrong way, they will try to stab and kill you. And that's part of what one of the things that actually really spooked me and, and, and gave me the the willies about this film is that, some, that sometimes there are people who are just plain crazy who have the virus i i guess but then there are others that they're just like oh yeah there's a bunch of hillbillies out in the woods they'll shoot you and so you've got people infected with this virus and then just the random hillbillies who have guns who don't like the fact that the army's taking over the town yeah so and, half the people are just, infected half the people are just like that way they're, yeah exactly they're just like that they're just like that <laughs> but you don't know which is which and so like, you you could get shot by any of them for any particular reason but um so, like, the, our main cast, our main, like, group of people, the, the survivors, I guess, there, there's David, who is a volunteer firefighter. And an ex-Green Beret. And an ex-Green Beret. And his girlfriend, Judy, who is a nurse, who has yes. been working, I guess, with, working with the local doctors, because she's a, at least a, somewhat aware of what's going on at, at first. No, e- even she's not, actually. So oh, okay. Yeah, our, 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 the very first scene, like our pre-credit scene, is just some random farmhouse where these two kids are playing, and sure. then they realize their dad is just absolutely destroying the house with a crowbar, like just just breaking shit like he's in it for the insurance money. And yeah. they find the mom dead, and the dad sets the house on fire, and then the next scene is um, David and Judy are in bed, and we get... Um, a single nipple this is literally the only nudity in this movie, which at that point it's like, why, why did you put nudity in this movie? <laughs> because, because couples in bed are naked together. I mean, eh. yeah, but I mean, this was well after we invented those weird L shaped sheets for movie couples though. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just, it just, it just sticks out of just like, oh, there's nudity in this movie. Oh, that's all the nudity in this movie. Well, okay, movie, sure, if you want to do it that way. But we have already, we have already officially talked about the nudity in this movie longer than it appeared in the film. Yes, <laughs> and they're in bed, and they're then like they get a a fire call, and just being the worst fucking firefighter in the world, he's just like, eh, maybe I should just ignore it. You know, people yeah. die, whatever. Yeah. What am I? I'm just a firefighter. It's just my job to do that shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, did you ever see, did you see last year that uh, Chernobyl miniseries? I have not, no. Well, it, it begins like almost exactly like this. Like there's a, a couple and then the guy gets a phone call and they're looking out the window at the town and the guy's like, surely this isn't that bad, right? I think it's fine. And he just goes on. And of course, you and I know, oh, no, this is going to be terrible for him. 
Dramatic yeah. irony at its finest. But it's kind of the same setup that we get with the, the main characters here. Yeah, he gets a call about the fire at the farmhouse. She gets a call about um, the kids being burn victims from the fire. And yeah. So she goes up to the doctor and he goes off to the fire. He meets another one of the firefighters. Cl- uh, last name is Clank. Clanker, another vet- another veteran. He was in like regular infantry in the army. Yeah. And so then the military yeah. shows up at both places. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're, yeah, they're like immediately ready to like take over the situation because they know what's, they know what's going on and they don't want the uh, people in the town to really get wind of what's going yeah. on. So they, they lock it down tight, like immediately. Yeah. And I, and I don't want to belabor the details of the plot too much, but these ones are important because this is what the plot drives on is basically David and Clanks sniff out that something's not right. And they're just like, we got to get out of here before we can't get out of here anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, the the dad who set the house on fire and killed his wife and, spoiler, killed the kids, um, is, like, chained up in a police car just screaming about, like, you know, hey, get my car. It's acting really crazy. Just, like, you know, yeah. get my car out of there. Don't let my trees burn down. Uh, laughing about the old thing, too, you know. Right, right. Then we cut over, cut over to Judy and the doctor. And the doctor, um, ha- Major Ryder comes in and basically just kind of like, yeah, I got to take over here. And he, the doctor basically gives her a – they're giving all the soldiers shots, but it turns out they're not really giving them vaccines because they don't have a vaccine. They're giving them a pretty much a broad-spectrum antibiotic, just hoping it does something. Right, just some kind of a, a booster shot, basically. Yeah, so she – the doctor basically gives her some of that to smuggle out to uh, – she t- the doctor tells her just – this is, shit's going to break bad. Just get David and run because Judy is also pregnant and – yes. It's a it's it's this is the time where it's bad still if you're pregnant and not married and they're not married yet. Mm-hmm. So, but it's kind of one of those open secrets that everyone kind of knows what's going on, but no one's going to outright say it. Right. But then it's at this point in the movie where like it, it's shockingly quick in the or shockingly early in the film do we get the conversation of like the higher ups in the military weighing whether or not to arm an airplane with a nuclear bomb to. Uh, to cauterize this town, basically. Yeah, they they send in uh, Colonel Peckham, who it's clear that he's not the best guy for the job. Not no, no offense to him, you know, it's he's not the best guy for a job. He's just the quickest one they could get in there, basically. Right, he's just the first one available. And so he shows up, and they're like, "We need somebody on the Trixie team on the ground." You know, we I they do this whole thing that's almost like a comedy setup of like, I don't care who the first person who comes in the door. <laughs> and then he's the first one who walks in. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. um this Dr. Watts um who shows up and he's very insistent like, you know, what the hell am I going to do? You're you're going to you're going to send me there in person and be like, "Gee, this is bad. Wish I had my equipment." And they're mm-hmm. just like, "Yeah, that's the idea. That's what we're going to do exactly." And we keep coming back to the military brass uh and they're just kind of like, "Oh, yeah. Um, you know that thing that happened a week ago that we thought this might turn out bad? It turns out it turned out bad." How about that shit? Yeah. So then it's it's like three kind of running plot lines kind of happening all at the same time. You've got the military trying to lock down the town, corral all of the pe- townspeople into the, the local high school gym. And then you've got the uh, our Dr. Watts, who's trying to synthesize some kind of a, a vaccine for this virus. And then you've got the, the survivors. You get uh, Judy and David and Clank and the rest of them. Uh, basically on the run, trying to get out yeah. of town. And a fun feature of this movie is whenever the military comes up of showing the military doing things, it just kind of cuts to some stock footage, like just jump cuts of different stock footage for like no more than a second of any one of just like yeah. a plane in the yeah. air, some pilots, you know, some guys looking very serious about something. Mm-hmm. Now, real, real quick, let's just kind of uh, take a, a a sidebar here. Why did we pick this film? Over all the virus movies we could have jokingly talked about today, why did we pick The Crazies? I think because, in my opinion, it was the one most out of left field of just, like, George A. Romero, 73, fuck it. Everyone's got, yeah. like, guys, like, don't don't want to talk about Outbreak because fuck Kevin Spacey. 28 days later, nah, someone else is going to do that. And, and also, The Stand is six hours long and ain't nobody got yes. time for that shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we do now, but... <laughs> When we came up with this idea yesterday, we didn't have six hours to watch literally anything. <laughs> so, um, 
what I did was I literally went to the Wikipedia page for um, The Stand and looked at the category and found one that was like, movies about viral outbreaks. I was like, sure, let's look at that list. And The Crazy is one of the first ones on there. And just the idea of it being a Romero movie from really early on mm-hmm. yeah, just kind of jumped out at me. I was like, oh, it's also available on Amazon Prime? Fuck it, we're watching this. That, that's <laughs> literally all the thought I put into this. So it was the the odd trifecta of name recognition and obscurity and availability. Yes. Uh, but the only reason I asked that is because, like, I don't think you could have picked a more, like, yeah, immediately apropos. ups and immediately apropos and upsetting film because the middle portion of this movie, where the army is literally just corralling all of the townspeople into the gym, is one of the most upsetting things I've ever seen in my life. Also, I think this movie ha- is a very much a product of its time, though. With the army still being just a bunch of random asshole high school kids we drafted in 72, pretty much. Oh, yeah. There are, are are many shades of Vietnam in this movie. Because the army is just so hilariously incompetent in every way, shape, and form. They're just wandering around a forest in bright white suits, just being like, oh, I hope that guy over there can't see us and shoot us. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they lose five guys for every, like, hillbilly with a gun they take down. Right, and you and you can you can ask the question. Well, why didn't they get camo uh, biohazard suits? And well, you know, you deal with the outbreak with the army you have, not the army you wish you had. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest, if this happened with current military to- technology, they would just drone strike the town and call it a day. Yeah, they probably wouldn't waste their time. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like we got robots to take care of this. Uh, sorry, town. Listen, if the modern day answer to a, a viral outbreak in a town is robots with flamethrowers, I'm just going to kill myself now <laughs> because that's that's a nightmare and a half. But I mean, yeah, like I, yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not against the, the the idea of robots with flamethrowers in theory, but yeah, the the application leaves a bit to be desired. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing that you can't kill armed with a thing that can specifically kill you and nothing else. I anyway, so then we got to send John Connor back in time, I guess. We got to yeah, we got to send John Connor back to uh, to stop us from to stop whoever it yeah. was from from eating whatever it was that caught this whole thing rolling. I mean, I think that maybe that's the problem. They keep sending like, they send Kyle back in time. They send a robot back in time. Just fucking send John Connor back in time. He's the one who knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why haven't they made? Okay, the answer is because it's dumb, and I I agree, I understand that. Why haven't they made a Terminator where the whole plot is John Connor going back in time to be a board member of Cyberdyne, so that they just don't build oh, Skynet? No, they did. They just called it Looper instead. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking prove me wrong. I don't think you've seen Looper, but okay. <laughs> Looper is the movie where Bruce Willis goes back in time to kill George's go- Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and they're both the same guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, what did I get wrong? It's not what I was talking about, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... <laughs> <laughs> John Connor has to go back in time to kill himself. <laughs> Look, the robots are really bad at me, so if I go back in time and kill myself, the robots won't have anything to be mad at. Honestly, that's the most efficient method, really. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, at least we didn't watch fucking Cabin Fever. Good God. <laughs> we could we could have picked the Terminator to watch. I don't know. Man, um, tell me, no, don't, don't tell me about Terminator. Tell me about, I want to talk about this, this scene in the middle of the, movie, of the movie where the army just keeps busting into houses and corralling the families inside. It's it's extremely upsetting. Yeah, the worst part about it is, is the army's not really presenting themselves as the army. It's just a bunch of dudes in white suits with guns. And you're yeah. kind of like, uh, okay. Yeah, like a lot of these people probably don't know that this is the army and they're just assuming like some honestly they might they might think it's a James Bond villain sending people to ca- take over his town. They don't know. What are you going to the Ruskies? This this is you, back when this is back when you had to worry about the Ruskies. So. Yeah, really. Well, but like what are you going to do? Show me a badge? You're in the military. What are you going to do? And 
the the worst is the worst is like the little children because like yeah. I don't think they explained to those those kids what they were doing before they did it and it shows it's really yeah. it's really it's rough but also it's it just strikes me as extremely plausible and I my my brain is not ready for the, to process that shit right now and yeah I just got the yeah. willies talking about that I mean. So yeah, the army start rounding people up and rounding as many people up to get them into the gym. And since this is rural Pennsylvania, there's just a bunch of people. Um, later on, they say that the town has about 3,600 people in it. And when they have everyone rounded up and accounted for, they have 2,100 survivors. Yeah, so it's it's a little less than two-thirds like a survival rate. Or but... just at least, at least that they've managed to corral, basically. Right, because I'm sure a lot of those hillbillies that are out in the woods are part of the town. So they, there's yeah. not they're just unaccounted for, basically. Yeah. Uh, but then also, like, they're just giving they're just giving that number, you know, 2,100 survivors versus 3,600 townspeople. But the survivors are either perfectly fine and immune to the virus or stark raving mad with no chance of, of coming back from that. Yeah. Because the the, mo- the movie even even if you don't know already that the, that the virus is in the water, you can take a guess pretty quick from how many scenes of this movie the camera kind of lingers on someone pouring a glass of water out of the tap. It's yeah. the very first scene, right? And there's a handful of scenes where like they, they it pans over to a lake or a little pond and you see dead fish just floating in the pond, like so. You know that's bad news. Which, it's just yeah which, bad news all around. I I that stuck out like a sore thumb because one of the things they were like. Oh no, it's fine. This only affects primates, and then we see a bunch of dead fish. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it only affects primates, and I don't think there are any pet monkeys here in rural Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. Someone literally <laughs> says that. But then again, there was a scene where what's her face was running around with a bunch of sheep. So, yeah. Well, she was. She was okay. The sheep. I know you're talking about the sheep. The sheep are fine, I guess, but. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So they say it only affects primates. We see a bunch of dead fish, which the implication seems to be that it's not just primates. But then she's running around with some sheep just fine. You know, honestly, what it probably is, is Romero needed a field to shoot in. And that was the only one available. And they just said, fuck it, let the sheep roam. Or we can't we can't do anything about it. Or the other idea is that the army dudes are really just that bored and they're shooting fish because they the that the scene right before that was when the army dudes shoot a rabbit for no damn reason. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So you know, yeah, I, we I wouldn't with, put it past them. We end up with these kind of parallel running plot lines of David and Clank go to find Judy. She ends up passing him, so they end up turning around to follow her, and then they all manage to get captured by the army and get put into a truck, saying, "Yeah, we got to take we got to take you into the quarantine zone." Um, yeah. Eventually, the truck stops because there's a bunch of crazy assholes with guns running around, and they shoot a bunch of the guards. David, Clank, Judy, and this older dude and his daughter all escape in the truck. They're hiding out at, I don't know what type, it's not a house, it's some sort of business. Maybe a church or something like that, because it has, it has like yeah, a... It could, it could be kitchen. a church, like a, like a, yeah, like a, tur- a church, res- like a residential wing of a church or something. Yeah. Or the parsonage, hi- yeah. Yeah, they're hiding out there. Um, it, and- it also, it also incidentally looks just like the house from, uh... Uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Well, they don't stay there too long, at least. No. So they they get the idea that the most important thing is to run, basically. Mm-hmm. So they, they're going through the woods, and at this point, the army is... A lot of the scenes in the army involve um, Colonel Peckham being like, oh, okay, what are those supplies you promised me three hours ago? Uh, they'll be here tomorrow, we're being told. Yeah, so, it's like it's like the government supply chain either either being incompetent or willfully incompetent. You know, like either either they're doing this because they're just that poorly managed or they're doing this on purpose for some nefarious reason. Yeah. So they the army ends up commandeering a couple local helicopters just to help round people up. They're already having problems of just crazy random assholes showing up with guns and just opening fire. Like I said, this a guy shows up with a gun and shoots like the guy shows with a like there's a scene where a guy with a shotgun hiding in a house kills yeah, like yeah. six or seven soldiers before they manage to hit him once. And then when they go into the house, this old woman stabs another dude to death with knitting needles. They lost eight people <laughs> just trying just killing one dude and corralling like three others. Right. So like the the when you turn crazy, you don't become like kill crazy. You just 
I don't know. You get more lucky, apparently. Yeah. Some fucking old lady can stab a, a guy to death, and it's no big deal. I mean, it's no big deal, but. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's like how the virus gives them all plus 10 to attack rolls. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, so then, yeah, there, there's another scene where some uh, one crazy dude rushes the the doctor's office, and he manages to kill six soldiers before they take him down. Mm-hmm. Um, then um, when they got rounded up, they dropped the vaccine and that's how it kind of gets back to the doctor of like, they kind of start going back. They trace that back to the doctor and figure out that Judy was one of the people that ran off. Um, right. Judy, uh, David and the rest of the gang are running through the woods and there's helicopters that spot them that are in radio contact with the Jeeps. David literally shoots a helicopter down with a, I don't even know what kind of gun it is. It's, it it's a <clears throat> shitty old gun. I can say that. Yeah. Something like, yeah, military grade rifle, basically. I mean, I'm trying to remember my my fucking day of defeat, basically. It's the it looks like the carbine from Day of Defeat, but they're firing it like an automatic weapon, so I don't I honestly have no idea what it is. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 firing those rounds so quickly. I don't know. But, but like, yeah, it yeah. looks like it just it just looks, it looks like a little shitty rifle. And yeah. they take a helicopter out completely and they end up rushing a house where these five soldiers are stationed. Um David's trying just to take them hostage. Clank just absolutely murders all five of them. And he's just threatening stuff like, you oh, big old green beret can't do it, I'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's already clear that like, oh, David's David's losing it, because one of the scenes at the at the uh presumably parsonage was david filling up tequila bottles out of the tap with water to take with them Mm -hmm. and 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 then at that it's at that point that like the people in that crew start catching the virus again going crazy yeah they're already pretty certain that the young the daughter has the virus and then it's clear the the old guy gets it too because he spends time talking about how he doesn't ever lets her he never lets his daughter date and, you know, because all the boys today are pigs and whatever. And he talks about his dead wife, May, as well. And mm-hmm. then then there's... um, It's not a very explicit scene. You don't really see what's going on. But it's basic... I know, not basically. It's literally just a rape scene. Where yeah. he yeah. just fucks his daughter. You don't see anything. But you see her in the aftermath with blood on her legs looking down at her hands. It's enough. It's enough yeah. to imply that and make you extremely, again, extremely uncomfortable. But yeah, uh, and Clank and she, is, and she's, yeah. yeah, at this point, Clank is losing his shit, but he's holding it together as best he can. He beats the shit out of the dude because he realizes what's going on. And right. later on, it's revealed the dude hangs himself and the girl just kind of runs out into fields or playing with some sheep. And she basically does suicide by soldier. Yeah. And so now we're left with Clank, who's going crazy, David and Judy. Clank, they, they're, so they're in the fields in the middle of Pennsylvania, and they start talking about where do we, where should we meet up? And he's like, oh, we'll meet up at the Zebra Club down by Fort Bragg. Which, where's Fort, where's Fort Bragg, Joe? Oh, it's, it's a couple hours, you know, due west of here. East, excuse me, east. I don't know my directions. Due west, yeah, we're in the middle of the fucking ocean, sure, why not? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's just, it's just a couple hours from here, down the highway. It's not far. Yeah. So yeah, there he's clearly losing, and he's he's talking about a place they were both at y- years ago, right? Probably in boot camp or something. Yeah. Um. And so they like actually plan like, no, we're gonna meet up at the old concrete plant, and they split up. David's David or Clank kind of realizes that he's losing it, that he's been infected, so he decides he's gonna go out fighting. He, right. And- he kills every single soldier except the one after he runs out of bullets and David and Judy get to the concrete plant. David realizes Judy's kind of losing her shit too. He, uh, he bricks her up into like a, yes. a cinder block, little like he, prison. He, he fucking, he fucking Amontillado's her. Yeah. <laughs> For the love of uh, God, David. <laughs> and he goes to hide in a tower and some guards come up the tower or some soldiers come up the tower. He kills one and wears his, Skin like a mask, sounds yeah. lamb style. <laughs> oh yeah, he he makes the mis- he makes the classic mistake of putting on the enemy's costume because that's never gonna fail. 
that could not possibly go wrong. Yeah, when he goes back down, Judy doesn't recognize him until he takes it off. So he's she starts running from him, and at that point, a bunch of random townsfolk just open fire on all of them and kill her. He David kills all of them but one, and the one that runs up is just some fucking high school kid who's like, "Oh, hey, coach, didn't know it was you." <laughs> yeah. Oh, it hurts. I, I'm, I'm yeah verbatim oh hey coach didn't know it was you yeah it's like oh like imagine imagine just having a a bullet rip through the window and then all of a sudden you hear your best (laughs) all of a sudden you hear brad say oh hey i didn't realize that was your house (laughs) sorry thought of someone else We're going to throw like, Brad under the bus so hard. I'd be like, Mr. Bradford, you had enough time to come down here and open fire on my house, but you can't stop and record a fucking podcast. Apparently not. Apparently not. He broke quarantine <laughs> to come and shoot up J5's house, but he can't hop on the Discord call and talk about this stupid movie with us. Thanks a lot, Brad. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, it's, not, it's not all about you, Brad. <laughs> No, I'm sorry, Brad. We love you. We can't wait for you to come back. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so <laughs> David and the high school kid are rounded up by the rest of the soldiers that come in. They're taken to the quarantine. At this point, also, we're, we get a lot of cutbacks to um, Oh, Dr. yeah, Watts, Dr. Dr. Watts, yeah. Who is either affected or is just infected or is just losing it under the pressure. Because he's basically thrown into a high school chemistry lab and said, hey, make a vaccine. See what you can do. Yeah. And I choose to believe that he's not infected, that he actually does do it. He sent he manages to synthesize a, a vaccine. Yeah. And then he, w- he manages to confuse everything because he has an assistant and he tells her, like, look, the sample's smaller. Mix these two together. Yes, it turned bigger. This is it. And I don't know if that's an <laughs> error or if it's he's just getting confused. I don't think he's infected. I think he's just cracking under the pressure. Right. So you, you can read it a couple of different ways, but I think to me, the the more tragic way to read it is that he actually did synthesize a, a vaccine. He goes out into because apparently. He, he, OK, so they're in the high school. He's in the science lab doing this, doing his science. He goes out into the hallway and the crazies in the town are are breaking loose in the high school and they trample him and ruin his new vaccine. Well, and before the that, the soldiers, the soldiers see him coming out of the science lab and just like civilian. What are you doing in there? Get in the get in the gym. Right. Right. But like because the soldiers the, the are mad in, in the in the dumbasses oh, don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like in the middle of the madness, like he just gets trampled by everybody. Yeah. He gets he gets knocked down the stairs and probably fucking breaks his neck the way the movie like makes it look. And he drops the vaccine. And mm-hmm. the presumably the assistant knows what numbers he said, but he probably took the only samples with him as well. So, right. So and, she she's probably not equipped to do this on her own. And then so David comes in and David at this point has figured out that he's immune to it. And yes. they point to David and be like, should we test him for immunity? And the head soldier is kind of like, why the fuck would we do that? Like, like, what's the point anymore? And, and and David gives gives him this look that just says like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, da- the the look on David's face is just like I know you know I'm not saying shit because fuck you. Right. You think I'm gonna help you now after what you did? No, fuck off. Yeah, like like and like just oh, and- pure just pure like I'm gonna let it just David's just at this point is just like I'll let everyone die out of spite. Sure, why not? Yeah. I mean, when you've when you've lost everything that you you know that that you 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 have in this in this town because of the stupid virus, like you know, fuck them, fuck them. And then the ending is the ending is extremely fucking good, in my opinion. Yes, yes. The I I, I actually I, if it weren't so like depressing, I would laugh at it. Because what the ending is is that um, they. The the guys the guys in the war room basically they they have an open line with the president just in case they need a nuke they have a plane they have a plane with a nuclear weapon on it flying over the town doing a routine exercise and they're all ready for a cover story of just kind of like oh well the uh, routine exercise messed up right like the, the sorry right, about that the town. plane crashed there was a nuke on it and it oh I guess it accidentally exploded whoops yeah sorry it happens um but they they give they give uh, Peckham a call telling like oh, you've done good work we're gonna send in a new guy. Uh, Good news is we found a monkey that might be immune to it, so we're going to send another researcher in and see what he can cook up. 
We'll send a new guy and take your place. Uh, we're going to send you to Louisville, though, because we think uh, we think there might be problems in Louisville. You did a great job here, though. And they have him go through a medical checkout. He has to go outside to a like a cord dangling from a helicopter with a clean suit on it, mm-hmm. strip off his current clothes, put on the clean suit, and then he gets like air, like basically chopper lifted out of there. It's a in the last scene. Yeah, it's a great scene. Ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, because it's just absolutely silent. Just. You know, no no music or anything like that up until the credits start playing, and it's just it's so fucking depressing because you just you just realize that like they're just going to fuck this up again and again and again. And Peckham, this guy knows that too, but it's just like he's just kind of like, uh, I'm in the ar- I'm a middle manager in the army. What the hell else am I gonna do? Right, he's just ineffective, en- ineffectual enough to be that guy who has to get shipped out every single time this happens. But but he's also experienced enough to know that, like, yeah. Yeah, he gets it, but he can't do anything about it. He's just stuck in that position, and that's tragic. But I part of the reason I think it's so funny is because, like, I guess just the framing of the scene, like, it's shot overhead, and you're watching him strip down in the middle of this, like, rectangle of UV lights, because apparently that's what kills the virus. And like so he strips down, puts on a, a new, like, uh, I guess clean suit and straps himself into this fucking harness and then it's just air like he doesn't even get into the helicopter they fucking airlift him out by his arms <laughs> it's yeah it's just it's comical like they're afraid to fucking touch him right right and it's it's like it's like an I don't know something about it reminds me of MASH how yeah. like it's it's kind of sort of a parody but not really yeah um my, my favorite thing of mine too is the recurring theme of having to wait for voice print identification to where any radio communication between like the military and the brass or between the doctor and the military or anyone like that is like, Oh, we gotta wait for voice print ID. So any communication just takes like an extra 10 minutes of just like, Oh, we gotta make sure it's you. Yeah. That, that is, that's such a, that is such a doctor strange love kind of joke too. Like there's yeah. a, there is, where it's just kind of like, yeah, there's a, sorry. It's, it's it's like a disaster. It's like, oh, you didn't fill out the forms of triplicate. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Uh, so, hey, are you familiar with the uh, 1961 B-52 crash that happened here in North Carolina? Uh, vaguely. Where, I mean, they, the B-52 crashed in Goldsboro, North Carolina, uh, carrying uh, two three-megaton nuclear weapons. And it just turned out that they were they were dud bombs and they didn't explode or they were not yeah, yeah, armed. That's, that's what I remember hearing. Yeah. Just the fact that the the like firing mechanisms were faulty was the only reason they didn't go off yeah. pretty much. And so like when when the the um when the general or, or whoever it is in that film, when he says like, well, let's just make up a story. How about, you know, a plane goes down, there was a bomb on it and it exploded. It's perfectly reasonable. It happened. It literally happened here in our home state. So it's, you know, if, you know, chance basically is is the only reason that that didn't happen, but it very easily could have. And it was completely plausible. That's the thing that scares me about this film is that it's so plausible. Uh, Yeah. Nothing about it is outside of the, how to put this, every single element of it is completely like plausible. The only thing that's really fantastical about it is the idea that there's this virus that makes everyone go crazy, you know? Right, yeah. Which, I mean, which uh, the, the the thing that's fantastical about that is the idea that there's the virus that does that and not just the fact that people are people. Right. I mean, it, the, the fact that they can create a bioweapon that does that is, you know, it's implausible, but it's – even that is like just on this side of, of practical, I guess, for this film's sake. And – that's what makes I think this such a good horror film because every little bit of it could happen like from you know the chemicals to the the chemical spill to the army taking over the town to the army corralling everybody in the town to a bunch of psychotic hillbillies shooting everybody just because that's what psychotic hillbillies do right and just basically making the situation worse all the way up to you know the the higher ups in the government deciding that this town's a lost cause and needs to be burned off the map it's just every little bit of it is just it's it's kind of chilling, really. I don't want to talk about Die Hard too much, but then again, I love to talk about Die Hard. What it reminds me of is the scene in Die Hard where the where Johnson and Johnson are discussing the uh, 
their plan. And there's like, oh, worst case scenario, we lose two thirds of the hostages. I can live with that. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that kind of weird dispassion of like, as long as we don't kill everybody, it's a success. Right. Because to them, it's just numbers. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And so it, to these military guys, it's just they're just basically hedging numbers. They don't really care. But yeah, I we're nowhere near any anything like this happening. I don't think right now. I don't think this situation no, that's like, going on is, is close to that kind. This situation is being made worse by human nature. This this virus, from everything I've read and seen about it, it's bad. A little bit worse than like the other related viruses, like SARS and MERS, have been mm-hmm. in the past years. But it doesn't. It's not. It's not Captain Trips or anything. No. Yeah. It's just people are being fucking stupid as hell about it. Right. Like the worst that I've heard so far is you know a little bit of looting at grocery stores, but that's small potatoes compared to you know an entire town being locked up in a, a high school gym and basically burned out. Yeah, and like from there, like from Italy, Italy being on like quarantine lockdown. That's a result of them not taking it seriously for a fucking month, basically. Yes, and we were all we were almost there, and I, I think the fact that this country is as big and spread out as it is is part of the reason we're not there yet. Yeah, because you you still got I think you still got your big cities, you know, your Los Angeles, New York, and whatever, and Seattle, where apparently it's like a big hotbed right now. But for the most part, I think this country is just too big for that to really be a problem but i don't you know i don't want to say the wrong thing you know so you know knock on wood yeah i mean i mean i i'm not trying to be an expert at this i i know some people that are a little more well versed than i am um a friend of mine's sister works at the cdc mm-hmm. and she posted on facebook just basically said in her capacity as a private citizen who happens to work at the cdc is basically the way she worded it like what she's doing is they're not going outside unless they have like a specific purpose and they're just doing that thing and then calling like going to the store sure you go to the store get what you need get right get the fuck out of there and come back home that's it you know yeah, basically no no going around no going outside fucking around or anything like that and they said she said they've stocked up on just on the safe side they've stuck stocked up on like a week or two weeks of like food basically is what the is what fema recommends to do in term when it, whenever there's a possibility of shit going bad basically like for hurricanes and whatever sure yeah and that's but like she said like not any worse than that you know yeah and that's the other thing too like the response i've seen around our part it's basically people preparing for a hurricane because you go to the store and like the two or three items will be gone like in a hurricane for some reason here it's milk and bread and sometimes eggs so i guess they're just all making french toast during a hurricane yeah i I honestly don't understand that if it's if it's life imitating art or the other way around like are people people seem to be buying all of that because people make jokes about there being runs on it whenever there's like a whenever there's snow let's be honest much the hurricane. yeah for real snow i don't even want to say hurricane because it's, it's it's always snow it's always the threat of snow but yeah well so the specific things that are going out going out right now like uh hand sanitizer and clorox bleach and uh hamburger meat for some reason like i don't i mean i get the hand sanitizer and the bleach but like hamburger meat and rice specifically I, uh, okay, I guess those are like food stuff that you can freeze or, or store indefinitely, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. The, I guess the big question right now is how long is this going to last? Like, it's not going to burn. It's not going to go away in, after two weeks. That's for damn sure. Yeah, but also, I mean, you don't really hear about people getting the flu in the summer, do you? Not really, no. Yeah, thanks, global warming. Yeah, I, I guess. But also, I mean, people in Australia have caught this disease, and it's summertime right there right now, so... Yeah, that's true. Uh, it, it's I, I mean, we're, everybody has a rumor that they've heard from a friend and everybody has like a different counter rumor that that cancels the other one out. So, like, we yeah. really don't know what, what to say at this point. But yeah, all, all we can say is, is that what's going to make this thing be really bad is human stupidity. Not saying we're the smart ones in the room, but it's just I mean, listen, you, you don't have to be a genius to look at a burning building and go, hey, that building's on fire. Right. I mean, you and I are in you're, we're, we're in separate buildings recording this podcast, and I think that's the, the safest place to be right now, basically. Yeah, like for the time being, because you don't know who the hell's going to cough at you, cough on you if you go out somewhere. 
don't go anywhere unless you need to go somewhere for purposes. Like, if your work's going to be a dickhead, make you go in like mine is and whatever, go there. I work at a building with 15 other people in it, though. So, I mean, it's it's, it's hard for us to congregate. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's a big building. There's only 15 of us. Right. It's not that bad, real, uh, relatively speaking. But, like, yeah. I mean, my concern, my concern is that I'm going to go to the wrong place at the wrong time, catch it, and then give it to somebody who has, you know, some, a family member maybe who has a less robust uh, immune system than I do, you know? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm worried of giving it to somebody who probably can't fight it off as well as I could. So, for their sake, I'm going to stay inside. I'm going to stay away from people yeah, and just, like, hunker down and watch yeah. TV, basically. Yeah, if you need to go to the store, you can still go to the store. That's fine. They'll have shit back in stock, you know? PSA, though, if you do live in the U.S., Walmarts aren't open 24 hours right now. They're closing at, like, 11 and opening at 6. Yeah, and uh, I don't know about your grocery stores, but ours are, are like, uh, local chains are closing at 9 p.m., I want to say. Yeah, pretty much just to give time for them to restock and to not have runs on everything. Yeah, much. exactly. Please, don't buy more than you need, really. Uh, so I guess the last thing we have to yeah. talk about about the crazies is, is do we want to rate this? Do we want to give it a special, um, contagion, uh, quotient? Like what? Yeah. Like <laughs> a, uh, like, like the X axis is oh shit. And the Y axis is oh no. <laughs> I mean, the X axis could be how plausible is this virus scenario to actually happening? And, and the Y axis could be, and how much did it scare us? Um, let's go, let's go, let's, let's, let's go with, uh, X axis is the, oh shit. Like how, how plausible is this? And the Y axis is just quality of the movie. Sure. I mean, why, why, why break a, an already broken metric? <laughs> so, uh, the X axis, the contagion quotient, uh, how, how, how likely is this to actually happen? J five. Um, all of the parts where everything is just exacerbated by people being people is incredibly fucking plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, despite all of the media about like, oh, the military developed a biological weapon and it's gotten out of hand. That ain't happened yet because I'm still alive. Mm-hmm. It's true. So, but on the other hand, like, how far away are we from the government sending you know the military in and just putting a dome over whichever city happens to have the most virus in it? If I remember my under the dome correctly, that means uh, it's good to get in the meth business when that happens. Mm, yeah. Hey, you, you know who else did a an under the dome story? Uh, maybe ten years too late. The Simpsons. The Simpsons movie was basically under the dome. Oh, the Simpsons. Why? why? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, this is ext- I mean, yeah, let's get back to the point here though. This is an extremely plausible situation uh barring yeah. maybe the nature of the virus itself cuz like yeah, a virus that makes yeah, you crazy the, is a little silly. Yeah, the inciting incident is kind of whatever, but everything else about it is just like, no, yes, this is entirely plausible that a bunch of people are going to act stupid because of because of, even if just indirectly because of this virus right like i i'm i'm loath to say that this is one of those like this is how it will happen kind of movies because like we don't really ever know how things like this are going to go down but it's this it seems more plausible than most like i don't i don't yeah. think we're ever in a situation a, an outbreak situation where we're going to have you know two a a a, uh, a chase scene between two helicopters to stop a town from getting nuked i don't think that's going to happen but what movie was that in? Outbreak. Oh dear! It's like Dustin Hoffman and Cuba Gooding Jr. are like are flying a helicopter to chase down another helicopter that's like sending orders to go nuke a town. It's really dumb. Outbreak is a really dumb movie. I would love to talk about it though. So if we, if we continue on with this uh, contagion creep series, maybe we'll get to it. I don't know. We we might for our own sanity just go straight back to Christmas movies next time. But yeah, so you know, who, next time, who knows? We might be, we might not have left the house for a week and just need some outlet to talk about something else, or we might just say, "Hey, back to business as usual, and let's get back to our regularly scheduled Christmas shit." But uh, <laughs> hey, guys, it's March. Time to watch some Christmas movies, <laughs> like you do, like we specifically do. Um, so, <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention. Yeah, 
there was one mention of Christmas in this movie. I, oh, I missed um, it. When they're all rounded up, this this one uh, woman's like talking to the nurse, and she's like, "Oh, you remember me? I I was the emergency Christmas appendectomy." Oh um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we're if we're rating this on on a Christmas axis, this gets a, a natural like negative five, negative four. We'll give her one point for that line. But uh, uh, I, I would say neg- I would say closer to zero. It doesn't misuse Christmas. It's not Christmas shoes. I mean, if, if if that's all it takes to to be like value neutral, is not misusing Christmas, then man, uh, you know what? Actually, no, that makes perfect sense. I take it back. I, I take yeah. it back. There, 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 there are so many. There are so many Kirk Cameras out in this world mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, just not being Kirk Cameron is a <laughs> is is it's 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 commendable. A, natu- a natural uh, positive. So yeah, let's. I mean, let's give this on the contagion quotient. Let's get. Let's give this just a. a straight up five because damn i don't think it gets any yeah. any uh, more real than this um but then then on the quality uh quotient the y-axis uh how terrifying is this it, it's it's pretty unsettling it, i'll say that yeah yeah the movie has does have some seams which show for the fact that it was made for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, which in current money is a little less than 1.5 mil so this was a shoestring budget yeah and it shows they had a lot of local extras most of the soldiers and masks were just high school kids Mm -hmm. um they did a lot of adr in a basement you can tell because it echoes yeah and so much of the of the movie is just like random stock footage of just people like not even cast members just just oh we need we need some military stuff going on here so put those guys in but also i i noticed a couple of times like people, uh, army guys wearing face masks would talk, and their voice would be perfectly clear. And then others would have would have that noticeable sound that there's something's covering their mouth. Yeah, and then a couple other guys, you'd hear them like, "Ah, oh, yeah, that sounds like I'm coming through a radio here." <laughs> yeah, and it's the same guys talking. It's, there's there's not anything different. Yeah, but I mean, those aren't really detriments to the film. Like you, uh, a low budget production like this, you cut corners where you have to, and you know sometimes yeah. the seams show and sometimes they don't, but. For the most part, I think this yeah, comes across were, pretty good. They, they did a good job with this one. There was one scene where the doctor was monologuing where all of his lines were like echoing like it was being recorded in a basement. Right. <laughs> and I keep covering that because it was literally rec- – they literally did ADR in a basement. Yes. You work with what you have, especially for that price. Yeah. Like this movie this, – this movie basically had the same budget as, as one episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, this movie actually was kind of interesting – it started out being the way Romero put it, a much more like heady is the word he used piece where the military response was basically just the first 20, 30 minutes of the film or so. And the rest of it was just about like pretty much about the human cause, like about how people in the town were taking all this shit. Mm-hmm. But Romero and the director uh, or the Romero and like a, one of the, one of the execs basically took way more interest in the military response to it and like rewrote it to really fo- focus on that to, an equal, if not greater, extent than the way the townspeople were handling things. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I, I don't, I don't think to the films. It's a different film, but it's not a bad film. You know, right? Yeah. I think it's it. Okay, I'm going to use a, a strange example here, but just go uh, stay with me. So basically, you know, there's Doctor Strange Love and there's Failsafe, and they're both kind of sort of based on the same source material. But Stanley Kubrick took it and made kind of a, a dark comedy out of it. And then Sidney Lumet said, no, this is serious. We need to make this a serious movie about, you know, a World yeah. War III scenario. And so that's that's the, you know, you can do it one way, you can do it the other way. And and The Crazies is a little more like failsafe than it is Dr. Strangelove. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to call it. Let's, let's give this a 5-4. How about that? Yeah. It's good enough for government work. Uh, Yep. So, uh, hey Booker, I'm sorry. You do have to make a new, uh, a new, uh, <laughs> a new chart for us. I apologize. The uh, the coronometer, I guess. No, we can do better than that. Just put on the Hank. Put on the Hankometer, whatever. Yeah, put it on the Hankometer because this is a uh, this is a reflection of America. Yeah, put it on the Hankometer, and every one of the axes is just the giant pyramid of toilet paper at Mangalore. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, like we said, we might be back with another virus episode if this thing continues, or might we might not. It's just whichever way the wind blows at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I get it. 
but uh yeah that's chris that's uh that's christmas creeps everybody i don't really have anything else to say uh i hope you enjoyed our discussion of the crazies go check it out if you're interested in in having a, a, a an unsettling time it's on amazon prime yeah, I mean, it's on Voodoo, all that fun stuff if you're hurting for things to do in this uh, brave new world, uh, Animal Crossing comes out on the 20th. So does Doom Eternal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy 10 remake comes, or Final Fantasy 7 remake comes out on the 10th. And also, uh, if you have Disney Plus, they did release uh, Frozen 2 and Star Wars 9 uh, three months early, just for us, all of us uh, people quarantined at home. Not that I recommend that, but those are your options. And I I'm I'm resisting the urge to just play the Final Fantasy VII remake demo so much that I get sick of it, but I really just want to play it until I get sick of it. <laughs> I, I I ain't stopping you. I went around to like seven different damn stores to find one that would actually give me the receipt that would work for the fucking Butterfinger promo, mm-hmm. and now I have like eight Nestle Crunches in my freezer that I'm like, I like Nestle Crunch, but do I like like Nestle Crunch? <laughs> but on the other hand. I have all of the DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake that Butterfinger was giving out now, so. There you go. Yeah. Congrats. In the end, that's what really matters. Do I have all of the all all of the pieces of marketing ephemera for the thing that I'm obsessed with? And no, I don't, because now there's a fucking Amazon exclusive PS4 theme. God damn it. <laughs> it never ends. There's always more, and it's always more ends. expensive. Yes. Oh, yeah, I probably would have actually bought the Soldier First Class $300 edition that comes with a statue if they were not sold out by the time I got my tax return. That's just a lucky break for my wallet. Right. (laughs) Oh, man. That's right. Tax time's coming around, isn't it? Oh, yeah, we got our ours is already done. Yeah, it's it's very going to be very funny how none of this lockdown shit is going to affect any of this. We're just all going to be like. Oh, the lockdown's over. Do you go get your taxes done? Oh, they you got two days to do them. Oh yeah, they they still expect you to turn in your taxes on time. Like, sure you you can you can uh, not pay your power bill and you can not pay your mortgage for a month or so, but they still expect your fucking taxes. Like, don't even front. So, what was your favorite uh, update about the coronavirus email that you got? No, the best one. I made a Facebook post about this exact thing where. <laughs> I said, you know, I, I want to thank uh, Skechers and Moe's Southwest Grill and Chipotle for, you know, their updates about the coronavirus. And literally as I was writing it, I got another one from Krispy Kreme. I think my favorite one was Taco Bell just from the wording. <laughs> oh, no. Because it wasn't, it wasn't like a thing about like about like uh, what we're doing with the coronavirus. It was a, like a letter from the CEO being like, God damn it, I have to do something about the coronavirus. <laughs> I was like, the taco, the taco guy got it, guys. We're good. Y'all aren't going to let me sleep until I do something about the coronavirus. Oh, hey, and I, I just opened my email here, and I also see updates from, let's see here, Hotels.com, obviously. That makes sense. Michael's, for some reason. Please please don't come to our stores for your Easter supplies. <laughs> let's see. Who do I have? I have my internet provider. I have Taco Bell. I have um, Petco. I have Geico. I have my health insurance provider. Yeah, um, this is to read between the lines. This is basically just what your what emails you're subscribed to. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Like every com- every company that has an email thing has sent me one. Yeah, like basically. who who do you solicit? Well, just check open your email and find out. Um, but if you have anything better or more more funny, I think, than Krispy Kreme or Michael's or, or John, which one did you say? Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Like, I've gotten a lot, a lot of restaurant ones. And, and it's all just basically just like, hey, we're going to be open. We might just have drive through only, though. And we're definitely all washing our hands now. Yeah. But the, just the Taco the Taco Bell, like, I'll just know we have to do something. Just really. <laughs> <laughs> just really sold it for me. I think Michael's was literally like, we're canceling all of our craft workshops indefinitely, (laughs) which is sad, but, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, Because, you know, the only reason I subscribe to Michael's is, hell, if I'm going to pay full price for a picture frame. Uh, But, yeah, if you've got any any good ones, you can uh, tweet those at us, at Christmas Creeps. 
and we'll we'll tr- we'll try to stay uh, stay in your Twitter feed throughout this this madness. I don't know what we're gonna do yet, but we'll find something. So I remember a screenshot someone posted on Twitter that was it was like nine or ten of those and all lumped up together, and then one from Hot Topic in the middle that was just about a sale. <laughs> Hot Topic don't give a shit. <sighs> but uh, Hot Topic is down with the sickness. Um, but yeah, if you have any uh, questions or comments or you want to talk to us about the coronavirus, you can email us at xmascreeps at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at christmascreeps. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash christmascreeps if you really want to, but I don't really encourage you to. And what else we got? Uh, go to iTunes and all the, all the places that you get podcasts and like and subscribe. Let people know this is a show worth listening to. Uh, hopefully this is a show worth listening to. We try our best here. And... Finally, all I can say is just wash your damn hands, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Yeah, wash your damn hands, and uh, come play the original Tomb Raider reboot on PS4 with me so I can get those damn trophies, because there's only like four people playing it online right now. There you go. So, for Christmas Creeps, I'm Joseph Wade. I am Laura Croft, the Tomb Raider. Wash your damn hands, people. Wash your damn hands. Good night. Happy Christmas. 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 Happy